Good morning. Welcome back. I cannot tell you what it does for our hearts just to see your faces, even if you're covered with a mask. It is so good to gather here in the Lord's house this day. Let's stand as, as we are able and call upon the name of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. The maid, heaven, and earth. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities, with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them, and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death, of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of Christ, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
King of glory, Lord of hosts, uplifted in triumph far above all heavens, leave us not without consolation, but send us the Spirit of truth, whom you have promised from the Father. For you live and reign with him in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the seventh Sunday of Easter is from Ezekiel chapter 36. Therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among me. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanliness and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my just decrees. You shall dwell in the land that I, give to, that I gave to your fathers, and you shall be my people, and I will be your God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. The epistle is from 1 Peter chapter 4. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. according to St. John, the 15th and 16th chapters. Jesus said, When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. 
Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God, and they will do these things, because they have not known the Father nor me. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. This is the Gospel of our Lord. The Nicene Creed. I I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
the name of our crucified, risen, and ascended Lord Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Jesus said, when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you also, Jesus said to his disciples, will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. The Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, what exactly is truth? Two simple questions for us today. What is truth and what does truth do? My undergrad studies took me through liberal arts. It was something I just loved. I ate it up. Lots of philosophy, lots of of history, arts, humanities, that sort of thing. But you know, the one subject that I struggled with the most throughout those liberal arts days was this concept of truth, especially as it pertains to philosophy. I became immersed, as most colleges and universities will teach, in writings of the last 100 to 200 years, such as G.E. Moore and Bertrand Russell. The pursuit of truth, how do you define it, where is it, and and our post postmodern age, that question has many answers. But it's a question that goes back 2,000 years ago and maybe even before. Do you remember Pontius Pilate and the questions that he asked of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as Jesus was judged there in the Praetorium? Pilate's first question, are you a king, Mr. Jesus? Are you a king, Should I be concerned that you're going to come in and and, and tell me what to do and tell the Roman government what to do? Is there a reason that I should crucify you? Are you a king, Jesus? And Jesus, of course, who, by the way, is truth incarnate, and that's where a Christian must always start, Jesus, standing there, the incarnate truth, answers the question this way, my kingdom... Your governor, Pilate, is not of this world. And then Jesus goes on and talks about who he is and what he has come to do. And it has everything to do with our gospel text for today. It has everything to do with these Sundays after Easter. We've celebrated Ascension now, and there is yet a couple more big festivals coming up. One, of course, is Pentecost. The Ascension, 40 days after Easter, which we celebrated on Thursday. Pentecost, 50 days when when the Holy Spirit comes upon the disciples in tongues of fire. When they profess and confess the truth of God's word in languages that they never learned or studied. But Jesus answers Pilate and answers our question about truth this way. For this purpose I was born and for this purpose I came into the world to bear witness to the truth. You might not have thought about that very often when you think about why Jesus came into the world. We are, after all, correctly taught at a young age that Jesus came into the world to, to die for me, to save me from my sins, and that's absolutely true. But there's even more to that, especially as we mature, especially as we live in an age, especially today, where everybody claims to have the truth. You follow the news cycles. You probably have your favorite columnist or newscaster or blogger. 
And they all have different opinions, not only about what's going on with the pandemic, but on all sorts of other matters. But then when you listen to some of the other arguments on the other side, you're like, wow, I can, I can kind of see that too. So where is truth? Where does a Christian find truth? And where do you stake your very life and your well-being? Because here's the warning. If you stake your very life and your well-being and your peace on anything that comes from this world or on anyone other than the man, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and His very dear word, well, you're going to find yourself in a hot mess. For this Jesus came to bear witness to the truth. And Jesus goes on, everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. So of all the voices that surround your ears, that are on your smart screens and your, your flat panels, and, and maybe you still read something known as a newspaper. It's printed on paper. You open it up. What is truth? Where is it? And what does it mean to, to listen to Jesus' voice more than that? What does it mean to be of the truth. The first part of the answer to our questions comes from John 15, 16 here. And you might have noticed as, as, as we prepare for Pentecost and even for Holy Trinity Sunday, the, the historic church goes back to these sections from John. The apostles did this for a reason. They went back and said, oh, remember when Jesus warned us that that was going to happen? Or remember when Jesus was teaching us this? We need, to, we need to study and we need to listen to these words. We didn't get it right the first time around. Sinners normally don't. So Jesus is preparing them to send them a helper, the very spirit of truth, the third person of the Trinity, because after his ascension, he will no longer walk the earth. They will no longer be able to sit at his feet. They will no longer be able to see his face or hold his hand or give him a hug. And what has he left for them? Well, he's left his word, of course, which they wrote down. And thanks be to God that we have the New Testament. But he does something even more powerful than that. He sends the Holy Spirit. And he tells them now, these beloved disciples as they will start what's known as the Christian church, that you also will bear witness about me. So in other words, truth starts with God, Father, Son incarnate, and now the Holy Spirit who descends upon the apostles. Why is this? What is truth for? It's for the whole world. That there would be truth now that would lead to everlasting life that there would be a sure and certain word that you would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you can cling to. And that truth is what the devil is always trying to upend. What does truth do? Truth, we're told, is simply God's name. If you look at the Old Testament reading and listen closely from Ezekiel 36... Therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, It is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name. Over and over again, Scripture tells us that God 
did not act because there is anything good or pleasing in us. In other words, we are not worthy of God's love. We are sinful from the moment of conception. And not only that, all of creation is tainted. And boy, how we see the effects of sin now. And boy, how that can cause you to be afraid and fearful. Boy, how that can change your very life and the very peace that you may have, you and your households, sinful from conception. But God doesn't stop there. He says, I am about to act, and I'm going to do that for the sake of my holy name. God acts because of who he is, not because of who you are or what you have done. There is nothing you can do to appease a holy and righteous God. There is nothing you can do to get him to shower blessings down upon you. He does that because of who he is, for the sake of his name. His name now, Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords who comes in the flesh to take all of your sin and disease and pandemics and all that that sin is and take it into himself and there to bear that weight upon Calvary's tree and to do that not for you because you are worthy but to do that for the whole world, to do that because that's exactly what God sent him to do to bear His holy name. So the Spirit now testifies to the Father, testifies to Jesus. Truth, then, we learn is is not of this world. And so if you're constantly looking for truth here, you will not find it. But you will find it in His Word. And you will find it where He comes to dwell with you in the waters of holy baptism, in the Lord's Supper. You who have been rescued out of the world, and and that's why we call this the divine service. That's why I got a little emotional earlier, Pastor Grady. To gather together again with you. I mean, church means fellowship, literally. And so the past eight, nine weeks, well, it's been hellacious for all of us. But to gather now, in the presence of God and the saints and the angels above, to gather together with all those of faith. Listen to these words from Ezekiel. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. Now we know this is a specific promise for the promised land that they would later receive, but it's much more than that if you put all the words together. It's what God gives you. It's His, His holy divine presence. It's heaven open. Heaven not only above, but heaven here and now. Listen to the rest of these words. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you. You see, you have truth, and you probably don't even realize it. And yet you as a sinner seek for truth in all sorts of ways, shapes, and forms. How do you know if you have truth? Have you been washed clean with water in His Word? Are you baptized? To the world, that sounds so silly, doesn't it? Am I saved? Are you baptized? Oh, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? 
how can that really do anything? Let's put that under a microscope. Let's analyze that in philosophy class. Good luck with that. We simply trust God's word. So what is truth? Well, truth is God. What does truth do? It saves and rescues you. It leads you. It guides you through the valley of the shadow of death. It brings you to pastures green. Forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation that you have daily in your baptism. And for those of you not able to come with us here to church today, have no fear, little flock. For in your baptism, in your faith, you gather with us, connected with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What a blessing. What a blessing to have this truth. As the disciples proclaimed it, may we continue to proclaim His truth and receive His gifts. That's all. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the whole church, that in the confidence of faith the baptized may bear witness to the grace of the Lord Jesus, regardless of the consequences, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, have mercy. For pastors and missionaries, that repentance and the forgiveness of sins in Christ's name would sound forth through the world, creating and sustaining faith in those who hear. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this congregation, that the spirit of truth would guide us into faithful devotion and service, so that we would love one another, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and give our tithes and offerings to support his ministry and mission here and abroad. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who suffer for their witness to Christ, that they may be strengthened by the spirit of truth to endure, and that they may rejoice and be glad when Christ's glory is revealed. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For our government and all leaders in this world, that they would submit themselves to the true King and Lord Jesus Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who serve in our armed forces, the medical field, and for all emergency workers, that entrusting themselves to Christ's protection, they may know his saving peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For an end to the pandemic, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all graduates, 
for those who set out to look for new employment and those whose plans have been frustrated or disappointed, that their confidence may always be placed in Christ. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick, the afflicted, the dying, the mourning, and the lonely, especially those who have requested our prayers, including the family of Leo Bean, the family of Ruth Viles, the family of Lois Hauser-Panning, the family of Pastor Parker Knoll, and the family of Lou Fager. And also for Jerry, for Pat, and Cruz, and Michael, Bob, Carlos, and Janica, Carol, Jim, and Billy. Lord, we pray also for our shut-ins, Olga, Lorraine, Anne, and Doris. And we give thanks for the birth of Reagan Collette and the baptisms of Mason Todd and Scarlet Ann. May, they, may all these know that Christ himself would be their health and sickness, their joy and sorrow, their life and death. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who come today to the Lamb's Feast, that being made partakers of Christ's divine nature in the eating and drinking of his very body and blood, they would be filled with his life and peace. Let us pray to the Lord. For the faithfully departed, let us offer thanks and praise, asking our Heavenly Father to grant us all a share in the rest and peace of his kingdom. Let us pray to, you, to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And, and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We, we lift them, them to the Lord. Lord. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It, it is meet. Right. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who after his resurrection appeared openly to all his disciples, and in their sight was taken up into heaven that he might make us partakers of his divine life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Amen. Take and drink the true blood of Christ shed for you.
now may the body and blood of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast into life everlasting. Depart in peace and with great joy. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his, and his mercy, mercy endureth forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.